You're listening to episode 25 of the Social Strategy Mom podcast, and I'm super excited to get to introduce you to business coach extraordinaire, Jessica Osborne. She agreed to come on and chat to me today about her journey uh, into business, and we ended up landing on the most amazing tip that she could share about really nailing your ideal customer. So come and join us as we chat all things building business. Welcome to the Social Strategy Mum podcast. I'm your host, Caroline Partridge, and this is our time to talk all things social media for mums in business. Let's grow your impact and your income whilst juggling the reality of mum life. Ready to get into it? Let's go. Well, hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast and live show. I'm super excited today to be joined by the amazing Jessica Osborne. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thanks, Caroline. That's all right. This is awesome. So, Jess, I guess to start with, how about you just introduce who you are and what it is you do? Go for it. Sure. Okay. Um, So, I'm Jessica Osborne. Um, I'm a business coach for... Uh, coaches, consultants, and service professionals. Um, I have a bit of a marketing background and business that I come from with about 20 years in corporate. And I've been coaching for a few years now. And I also am the host of the My Tribe Facebook group. I have um, over a thousand people now. I'm not quite sure the exact number. I've lost track, but got through the 1000 barrier, which is awesome. (laughs) Yeah, that's so good. Thank you. So really, we're going to pick up on some bits of your story, I guess, and then move into some tips that you have for people who are out there doing their own marketing. Mm -hmm. So I guess the first place I wanted to start is that this is not actually your first business. No, that's right. So could you tell us a little bit about that first business? What made you start it? What that journey was like? Sure. Yeah. So um, about 10 years ago, I started my first online business and it was while I was working full time in my corporate job. And yeah, I guess I'm one of those people that I've always been dreaming up business ideas or coming up with them ever since I was a kid. Um, I that is just me. So I was always thinking of, you know, what businesses I could run. And I had this dream of starting my own business. And then, you know, obviously then not um, continuing my corporate career at that point in time. And yeah, I came across, um, I guess, a really great opportunity that I saw that no one was filling in the market. I was about to get married and I was having a real trouble with wedding dresses. I was like, this is just it is not a customer-friendly experience at all. Um, the choices are really limited and I found it super frustrating. And so I thought, here's an opportunity. So yeah, I guess the market was there, the opportunity was there, and I launched an online business to provide um, custom-made wedding dress, custom-made wedding dresses um, to people. And I had no background in wedding dresses. I'm certainly not a, a seamstress or anything like that, but um, I knew how, I knew the audience, I knew what they wanted, I knew there were lots of other people like me and obviously I knew about online business and how to market it. So um, yeah, I put it out there and ran that as a bit of a side hustle for, for 10 years. But um, yeah, during that time, I guess uh, my career itself, my corporate career was going gangbusters. Um, I was head of marketing and communications, an IT firm, and it was a 
super, well, it was a startup at the beginning, so it was pretty much just me and a designer, but I grew the team and the department um, over six years and it was a crazy, crazy busy job. So I had um, pretty much zero time for my little side project and didn't put a lot of time or effort into it. Um, but I think deep down, I actually also, it wasn't my passion, like weddings never were my passion. I didn't feel an affinity to people really getting married and I hadn't been a super fussy bride either. Um, so I think that for me, it was just that moment of realizing this is a great business and it has had so much potential still, but it just wasn't the right business for me. Um, it wasn't what I woke up every morning wanting to talk about or wanting to listen to. So um, I sold it. Um, I sold it a couple of years ago now to somebody else who's, you know, taken it, taken a lot of the opportunity and they're doing really well with it, which is awesome to see. That's yeah, really that's so good. That's yeah. so good. So I guess uh, eventually it did come a time where you did transition out of corporate into this second business full time. Yeah. And there's, I know that there's a bit of a, a story around um, that situation uh, and the position that you were in um, post having babies. Um, yeah. Can you give us just a little bit of that story? Because I think there's going to be a lot of people out there that will identify with elements, if not the whole of that story. Yeah. So um, I did, obviously you had um, my son, he came first and I did go back to my corporate job. I, I was really, really committed to my career and I was really determined that it was not going to, um, you know, it wasn't going to make me choose between family and career. I could do both. I could do it all. I was super, super motivated <laughs> and determined. Um, so I did my full-time job in four days. Um, and But it was just, I got to this point where I was just, permanently frustrated. I was frustrated with how I was being treated at work, um, the, the view of the higher executives that just thought because I was a mum, suddenly I must not be as committed. And even though I kept on improving results and proving over and over and over again how committed I was, um, I wasn't being given opportunities. I was being left out of you know, I was head of marketing and not be involved in some of the projects that were happening. It was, um, you know, it just wasn't right. And I thought, you know, instead of just getting another job where I'm going to have a lot of the same struggles where I, you know, would always be battling this thing about being a mum and um, yep. <laughs> it was a lifestyle I just didn't want to live as well. I didn't want to be permanently... Um, guilty about you know about what I was doing the fact that I was super efficient at work and then you know leaving so that I could spend a bit of time with my son um, instead of sitting there stuffing around all day I got in got the job done managed my team um, but it just wasn't viewed like that in the corporate world I think there's a huge amount of bias there that um, unfortunately exists in a lot of places. And working in a male-dominated industry like IT um, certainly was rife, <laughs> I would say. Um, so it was just really born out of frustration. I got totally frustrated and I started thinking about what business I could start um, because I was about to have baby number two. Mm. And that to me was perfect timing. I'd go off on mat leave and start a new business and then hopefully never go back again. <laughs> so... 
yeah, I think that was what had started. And I was looking at all these different types of businesses I could start. And all the time, the actual answer was right under my nose. And I hadn't even realized it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Because, yeah, I had a chat with with Nat at Business Jump. And she said to me, you have got a crazy amount of experience in marketing and business. Um, Why don't you just do that? And I went, Oh, um, I think I just thought I had to be like an agency and I didn't want to be an agency. I'd worked with so many agencies and I knew that's what I didn't want. I was really firm on what I didn't want and and what I wanted the business to be like so that I did have that flexibility and freedom to work when I wanted to work. And if I needed to be there for the kids if they're sick or whatever, I was in control and I wouldn't be under pressure from other people. So I am... yeah, I think then it just sort of came to me. As soon as she said that, I sort of sunk in over a day or two and I went, oh my goodness, I can do what I already do now at work, which is marketing. And I already coach my team on what to do. I can do that for business owners. <laughs> and I've done it for myself. I know what I'm doing I, and I know that I'm good at it. So yeah, it was just like that aha moment, which was amazing. And that's what started the second business. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, it was hard because obviously the experience at work and that the corporate, just what had been happening, all that bias, it had really taken a huge knock on my confidence mm. of even believing in myself because I was like, I'm improving results. I'm doing all these great things and they don't seem to be believing in it and noticing it. And I didn't realize at the time that it was this maternal wall bias that had suddenly sprung up. I thought, there must be something wrong with me. I'm not doing it right. And it probably made me retract even further um, from, you know, even promoting what what good things the team was doing, what I was up to at work. And so starting this journey, I think I started with a massive confidence in actually what I could do. And that was how I had to overcome in the first year even get it out and launch it and, and put my face on the front of it because I'd always been behind the brand. <laughs> yeah, totally. I mean, it's totally understandable. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, it's something that I've heard so many women talk about, you know, ever since I started this and I, I work with women because I know they're the same, they're, they're in the same boat. So they're in their professional jobs and they want something different it's not working for them and it's the combination of probably how they've been treated but also the fact that they're not able to live that life that they really want to be able to live as a mum and with a family and still have their job their career and all of that you know feel like they're doing something important and that they are making a difference in the world and not to belittle it and in that it's just a little job or something on the side absolutely not it's it's what you do and you're not any less experienced just because suddenly you want to work part-time hours or that you've become a mum. That's, yes. that's not the case. And so I was like, I want to help women exactly like me and, you know, do what I've done, go through that change and start their businesses and actually believe in themselves and get out there and do it. And um, yeah, I just, it's just frustrating to hear so many stories of really, really poor experiences women have had at work when mm-hmm. they've, you know, they've told them that they're pregnant and then suddenly they get made redundant or their roles get totally changed or downgraded and it happens everywhere. I have stories that I can't even remember them all, but so many people I've spoken yeah. to. So, yeah. yeah, that's fair enough. All right, so such a good story because it is so common 
Mm. And I guess um, it's such a, an amazing way of sort of coming into the business and finding a way to do what you love doing and what you loved from the corporate aspect, but now in the way that actually feels good for you and gives yeah. that flexibility that you need. And there are so many women who are literally trying to do that now and they're probably the women that are listening or watching right now. So what I wanted to ask you is if you could share your top two or three marketing tips for women who are starting out but aren't as lucky as you and weren't the marketing executive beforehand and they're kind of winging it and it's sort of happening but they're looking for that momentum. What, what are some sort of top things you can suggest? Yeah. So the absolute number one is that you just need to get really, really specific about exactly who you want to work with and who you want to be your customers. Because it's not anyone who's willing to buy, anyone who's willing to open up their wallet and actually pay. Um, that if they're not the right fit for you, it is not a good business relationship and it is honestly not worth your time and effort in doing it. The more specific that you can be about exactly who it is that you want to work with, the more you can put your business in front of them. You know what to say to them and you know how to relate to them. And the best thing is that even after all of that, they'll feel drawn to you because they see that you totally get them. But when you're working with them, it is like you're working with a mate. It's like you guys, you connect, you're on the same level, the value is there, the appreciation is there, and it just works. And, and I've, I've tried it. I even, even though starting this business, I totally knew that I knew who I wanted to, uh, to attract. I still attracted people that weren't the exact fit. Um, and every now and then I decided I'd give it a go, as you do when you're starting, especially when you're yeah. starting in the first couple of years. So yeah, I did. You know, I, I even coached a couple of men and I regretted it every time I deviated from who my core customer really was and who this business had been designed to support. Um, it just didn't work. It wasn't a great relationship. Even though I gave them some good advice and you know they went on their way, it, it didn't have that same level of breakthrough, that same value. And just the connection between us was not the same. And it's because I designed this business specifically for those women who, like me, would have, you know, kids, they needed flexibility, we wanted to work online, um, they were keen to get the work done as well, they were totally committed to their vision, um, and, it, and it just works because you attract the people that have those same values as you, and that have the same needs, and it works really well because I designed the business to suit them, and I also had been putting out those messages and um, attracting them with stuff that would relate, they would relate to. So yeah. I say, and it, it just hundred percent of the time, every time you do that, it works. I've had clients. So I just did an interview actually with one of my clients um, yesterday um, for a video that I'm going to put up hopefully next week. And she, she is in marketing and she was relaunching her business and she sort of came to me because she's like, look, I can't just relaunch what I had before. It's not going to work. She'd had a kid and she was like, I, I just I can't see how it's going to work. I, I don't have the time to spend doing what I was doing before to, to get the business coming in. And I did some work with her mainly around who her ideal customer was and what kind of work she wanted to be doing. And she had this massive breakthrough that she had been targeting 
totally the wrong customer for what she actually could provide the most value to and who she really wanted to work with. And so I just did this work with her on redefining her target, redefining then the brand and her messaging to suit it. And she didn't have to change her business. She wasn't really changing what she was doing. She was just repackaging it to attract the people she really wanted to work with. Yes. And it worked. It was literally like as soon as she'd done that work and doing that rebrand, she got the first contract in and won it, you know, at the new yeah. price. And it was like three times what she'd been charging before. So it's just like again and again, and I've got so many stories, I won't go and tell you all of them, but um, <laughs> that is the one critical thing that I help my clients with is first thing. And anyone who's starting out in business, um, you know, you absolutely just need to get really deep on who it is that you want and who you don't want. Like that's mm -hmm. probably a great question to ask yourself. Who do I not want? How do I not want this to work? Because that will help you answer the questions of who you do want and how you do want it to work. Um, yeah, I love that. I think that yeah, it's super, super important to know who you're talking to and who you're working with. And I guess this is probably a good place to put in a little segue and say that if you want to grab Jess's amazing customer avatar worksheet, we will link that up in the show notes. So yeah. if you know that you need to work on that, if you know that it's not as defined as it needs to be for you to really talk to those people, yeah. then jump on over grab the link. Yeah. And, and I'd say like, I've done it. Go through the worksheet. Do it. Yeah. And even if you've done it before, um, yes. you know, I do recommend doing it because I haven't seen many or I haven't seen any other ones out there. I'm sure there might be one if I downloaded everybody's that existed, but um, they don't go deep enough. They don't go deep enough into what the person is thinking and feeling. Mm. And that is what you need for marketing that works. It's not about necessarily how old they are or, you know, where they live or, or all of those demographics, they can play a part. And some businesses, certain ones will be important. But in some businesses, they're not important. It's mm -hmm. all of this other stuff that is important. So, um, you know, I think that if you are even asking the question to yourself, have I gone deep enough? If you're asking that question, that means that you haven't. Because if you have gone deep enough, you know that you have. <laughs> like you actually know it. You'll be sitting there going, yeah, 100%, I am niched enough. Yeah. Um, if you're sitting there wondering if you've gone deep enough, then I would say the answer is no. And you're being, you're, you're too broad. And the one major fear I think that people have with this, and you know, I'm sure that you're going to sit there and, and be thinking, yep, that's exactly right, is the fear is by niching down that you're going to be cutting out a whole lot of your money mm. and people won't buy. Yes. It's too narrow and you won't have enough prospective customers. But that is, it's really counterintuitive, but it's actually the best thing that you could do is to be more specific. Be in a space, be loud in it and be known for it. Be the person that someone goes, I know exactly who you should contact because this person does exactly that. Not like, oh yeah, this is a generalist and I think they do a bit of that and they also do a bit of this and I'm not really sure how to describe them, but... You know, you don't want to be that person. Being a generalist these days when there's so much choice out there is not the best way to get your business up and running. When, um, you know, I coach people, I say that, you know, when you're starting a business, you need a really strong foundation. So the narrower and more focused you can be at the beginning builds a strong foundation and from there you can grow and you can scale up, you can scale out and you can expand. But just expand as you're ready to do it. 
you know, you try to go out and be the whole vision right from day one, you're going to really struggle because your messaging isn't going to be specific. It's not going to speak to people on that deep level. And you're going to really struggle to get people understanding that you're the right person for them. Yeah. And I think, I think part of it too is understanding, like it's not forever. Like you can change it, you can tweak it, you can revisit it, you can go deeper. You like, it, it's yeah. not set in concrete and that's you for the next 10 freaking years. No, and don't set it in concrete. Like always, <laughs> always assess it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's such a good point. Totally. Like I reassess my customer avatar all the time and it's based on things that I'm learning all the time. You know, the more that you're working with people, the more you think, yes, that client is awesome. What do I love about them? I want more like that. And you might be tweaking what is in your customer avatar a little bit. And you might be using some of those, you know, pain points that they had and the problems that they had that brought them to you. Then you can then reiterate those same things out to the outside world to find more people like that. So definitely don't think that you're doing this and then that's it and you're boxed in or that you're not changing it. Absolutely be changing it and tweaking it, but just be focused on who it is that you want. Like make that focus and go for it and then assess it. Like just in the back of your mind as you go, don't change it every week, like assess it every six months or year. Um, and you know, you will do it, start to do it naturally anyway. Um, once, you, once you've been going for a while. Yeah, absolutely. Well, look, I was going to ask you to share a few tips, but I think we actually just need to stop at that because it's so core to building a business and you've explained it so well. We've got a great resource for people. I kind of feel like I want to like close it because I don't want people to get muddied by other things. I want them to really think about where they can close the gap on just being so certain who exactly they are working with. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think that is like always my number one tip. If I'm ever asked to give one tip, that is got to be it because everything else that you do, your whole marketing plan, your funnel, even when you start to price your services and decide how you're going to package them, it always comes back to your ideal customer and what is going to work for them. Like what is attractive to them and you know, even how you run your business and service, it should be based on them and what is going to be a good experience for them. So it's the number one thing. You've got to get that in place before you can even worry about doing anything else. And if you're out there doing all this stuff without it, um, you're probably feeling like you're really scattered and you're just busy doing heaps of marketing and you're wondering how it all fits together. But it's because you're missing that critical bit of the core strategy right back at the beginning. Yeah, and I think we all know what it feels like to be busy but not effective. And yeah. so this is a linchpin to making sure that that busy is actually effective. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. I, I really appreciate you taking the time out to chat to me. I love chatting to other business owners. I love sharing stories and your story is so powerful because people will be able to see aspects of their own journey in it and also yeah. see that it can turn out all right in the end if they're yeah. in that crappy middle bit of what do I do in this situation right now it it can turn out really well and you can have a business that is based on your passion and your expertise 
that you deliver in a way that works for you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, you don't have to do it all from day one. And that's the other thing, you know, you've got that vision and like we were talking about that customer, all of these things that you might want to do, but it's like starting with that strong foundation. Um, you know, I started this business, I started with one-to-one because it was like the best way to get to know my ideal customer. And then I moved into doing group programs because I was like, I need to be able to help more people and I don't have any more time left on the one-to-one. Yeah. And yeah. this year I'm, I'm actually on Monday, so next week I'm launching my online course, which is taking all of that learning and that, that program that I already do, but then making it available for even more people to do on a much more DIY level. So like, you know, and that's taken me, that's over three years that every year I've just been adding one bit. I'm not trying to do it all in one go because yes. and yeah. creating something that's not um, manageable and not scalable. Like you need to build that foundation first. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, Caroline, oh, thank you so much for your time, for sharing freely your expertise. We will link up uh, the customer avatar worksheet in the show notes, as well as all the links for people to find you in all the different places across the interwebs. Um, thank you for being here. Thanks so much. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Social Strategy Mum podcast. For more, make sure you hit subscribe and head to socialstrategymum.com. See you next week.